Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got a brand new series. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me? We're going to be in Malachi chapter 3 today, and if you've got a marker, put it in Exodus 13. Exodus 13, Malachi chapter 3. But last week, we began a series that I've called First. And last week, the title was First God. And we sort of covered off on some sort of themes last week. And usually when we begin a series in our church, we sort of establish some some big picture themes and some stuff that really sort of helps us lay out um, what we believe God is building um, through the series. But I just want to recap for us really quick. It comes from Matthew 6, verse 33 where Jesus himself gives us the great priority for our lives. He actually says, this is, this is it. This is, this is the stuff that you need to know. This is the understanding you need to have when it comes to your life and all the things in your life, the stuff in your life is what he says, is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, in other words, everything else will be added to you. I'll, I'll paraphrase it by saying this, put God first and everything's going to work out. That everything is going to work out, why? Because now it's in the right order. God is a God of created order. He's not a God of chaos. And however we live in a chaotic world, but we as Christians, as believers, don't need to live that way. We actually have been given the keys to understanding how to live a life of godly order in a chaotic and crazy world. A couple of themes I sort of said we needed to grab a hold of and maybe zoom in on, and these were the the thoughts. It's impossible for God to occupy second place. Okay, and this is kind of um, theology, maybe the first time you've ever heard of this. This is the doctrine of immutability, of the immutability of God, which is simply this. God cannot be in second place. It's impossible. Maybe you never thought about this before, but God can't come second. Because if he came second, that means that he could improve. God can't improve because he's already perfect. And he's the God who's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, God can't change. I don't know if you, I'm grateful for that today, that God, God's not going to change His ways towards me, and so He can't come second. So even in my life, I might think that I've put God in second place, but the reality is He's always first. And so I might think I'm putting God second, but really God is always First, but I can intentionally in my heart and in my life put him first. So that was the first theme. The next one is, is that you know I will never come second when I put God first. And I've lived this out, I've learned this, been a believer now for 20 years, and I've learned this. You will never convince me that when I put God first in a situation, in a relationship, in a financial situation, in 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 anything, that I will ever come off second best. Or worse off. Because I will never come second when I put God 
first. Jesus gave us the key to godly priority. God first, and then everything will fall into place. So last week, the title was this, First God. Today, the title, part two, is this, First Bring. So you can write that down. First Bring. Okay, Malachi chapter three, we're going to start in verse 10. Look at what it says. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts, and all the nations will call you blessed. Listen to this. For you will be a land of delight. Did you know, spiritually speaking, your life is meant to be a land of delight. To the world around you, the people in your world, the people that come across your life, that God actually wants to work in you in such a way that people will say, man, that person is a delightful person. That your life is meant to be a land of delight, spiritually speaking. And that ultimately God will get the glory. So come on, let's pray. God, we thank you for this truth this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Holy Spirit, come and work in our lives and change us and help us and shape us and mold us. Bring us to the place we need to be today, Lord. It's only through your power. It's only through your grace. It's only through your forgiveness, God. It's only through your mercy. And what you did for us on the cross and the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ, that we stand today, that we have this today, that we have the church, that we have what we have, Lord. It all comes from you. So, Lord, we look to you and we believe for great things. We pray for colonial kids, Lord. The next generation, God, we pray that you would do a work in them today, that today would not be like any other Sunday, God, but today would be a life-changing day for them, that they would come to church and they would be changed, just like we're believing to be changed too, in Jesus' name, in a faith-filled 9.15 a.m. service said, Amen. Amen. I couldn't talk about a God-first life without taking a moment to teach us or maybe give us a revision lesson it's about the power of tithing as a believer. I want to be the type of pastor and I want, to, I want us to be the type of church that doesn't shy away from key issues. Recently, we did a series on eternity. And for me, bless you. That was a good one. That was like a Holy Spirit sneeze right there. It's just like, good for you. Be blessed. I'm sure all the people around you are blessed as well. But I did a series on eternity, which to me was like a life series. So impacted was I by meeting Jesus at 19 and my eternity being completely turned the other way around that it just was so necessary to teach and talk about eternity and get people thinking about eternity and what the Bible says. But you can't do that without talking about hell. I remember studying for that and preparing to be a pastor and a shepherd to our people and looking around the landscape of maybe the church and realizing how much teaching on hell there wasn't. 
And I, as a, as a pastor, I just, I don't want to shy away from some of the things that we need to talk about, that we need encouragement about, that we need to learn about, that God wants to talk to us about. And so this message is what I want to say. This message is not about money. This message is about our hearts. There's a part of it that involves the outworking which leads to money. But can I just encourage you, this is a message about our hearts. And I want to talk about tithing and the power of it, the importance of it. And if you're in here today and you don't know what it is, that's awesome. If you've been tithing for 25 years, that's awesome. This will still bless you, I believe. But it's important to talk about what is tithing. You might be in here, you might be like I was when I first walked into church and be like, given a tenth of your income, what is wrong with you? But I learned from God's word and through teaching in church what it meant, what it is, how powerful it is. Tithing is first mentioned in Genesis. But we really see the formation of this coming out of the Exodus. And the, con- the, the consecration of the firstborn. Chapter 12 in Exodus is about the, uh, the deliverance and the plagues happen and God delivers the people of God. But in chapter 13, we see God using Moses to consecrate and establish the consecration of the firstborn. And this is a godly principle that's outlined for us. And this is essentially the root of where we get tithing from. This is the holy portion to God. We're going to see it in Scripture in just a moment. But tithing is simply means a tenth, okay? That's all it means. But it's actually greater than that. It's the first tenth, the first part. And there's a reason for it because it's the principle of the first. But the principle of the first tenth, as we know as believers, comes from God's command regarding the first. What comes first matters to God. What comes first, it matters to God. I'm going to show it to you in a scripture. But I want you to see when we read this scripture in Exodus 13, just how clear this is. How you just, you can't mess this up. And this is intentional. This is the way God wants it to be when it comes to this. So here we go. Exodus 13, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, consecrate to me all the firstborn. Consecrate means to set apart, to give special treatment to. It's holy. It's consecrated. It's set apart. The firstborn, look at this, whatever is first, whatever is first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, look at this, is mine. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. It's hard to mess that up. God is saying, whatever's first, it's mine. This is the principle of the first. What comes first is holy to God. And we see this all through Scripture. I could show you verse after verse after verse about how important this is. But I'll just give you one example. Remember uh, Joshua, when he was crossing over the Jordan River with the people of Israelites, what was the first city that God had called them to take down? Jericho. Remember Jericho? Everyone remember Jericho? We did a whole series called War on It. It was like greatest preaching ever. You don't? Okay, cool. That was a total joke, by the way, if you don't know me. Um, So they come into Jericho. What did God say to, to Joshua about Jericho? He said, when you take Jericho, it's mine. 
The people of God were not allowed to plunder Jericho. They were not allowed to take for themselves what was in Jericho for their families, for their increase, for it to bless them. They were not allowed to do it. Why? Because it was the first city. Whatever is first, God cares about because whatever is first is God's. He says here in Exodus 13, he institutes it for God's people. He says, this is my property. Jericho and all that was in Jericho was God's property. It was his. It was holy to him. And this is the principle of first. Whatever is first is God's. So what do we need to understand about putting God first in our finances when it comes to tithing? I've got three points this morning, something a little different. Three points this morning. Here we go. Number one, first, tithing is bringing. Okay, I want you to write that down because it's important. Tithing is bringing. I almost called this message first giving. And then the Holy Spirit stopped me. The Holy Spirit said, no, that's not right. I was like, well, I'm the preacher. (laughs) But I almost called this first giving and the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, no, that doesn't get to the heart of the message. It wouldn't be getting to the heart of the message to say first giving. This is why, because when you bring the tithe, you're not giving it, you're bringing it back to God. When you bring the tithe, you're not paying it to God. You bring it to the house of the Lord. Because here's the truth, you cannot give what isn't yours. My, uh, my two boys have been getting into fishing like me, and we've been trying our best to catch fish, and I've got to tell you, we need some prayer. <laughs> but I've been working on, you know, live bait and been starting to, to go into to, to artificial bait and stuff like that, so I got myself a tackle box and starting to, to, to make it happen and to, to develop, like, you know, some, some sort of strategy, and my boys are kind of getting into it too, and so Jack came to me, he's like, Dad, I'd like to get a lure for my birthday, and I was like, okay, cool, let's do that, and he's like, can I get a tackle box, and when your son says, Dad, can I get a tackle box, it's like music to your ears. <laughs> like, yes, son, we will go and get a tackle box for you. And so both the boys, they have their little tackle boxes and they like to, to trade lures with each other. And it's awesome. I love it. And so recently it was my birthday and my son Jack comes up to me. And he's like, dad, I've got a present for you. I was like, oh, man, that's, thank you so much. And it's like, all right. And we, I close my eyes, you know, do that whole thing and hold my hands out. And he's like, don't peek. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to peek. I'm not going to peek. And he puts this artificial lure in my hands. And I was like, oh, I was like, buddy, that's, that's awesome. But that's my lure. <laughs> my son had raided my tackle box taken all the best lures for himself. And then when it came to my birthday, gave me my lure back to me. And then I just had some fun with him. And I was just like, hey, buddy, here's the th- you can't give me what's already mine. But I appreciate it. I love you. You're the greatest ever. And I think about this, and it's exactly the same thing with tithing. It's God's. It's His. 
So when you bring the tithe, you're bringing back to him and honoring him and blessing him with what is his. See, in verse 2, it says, consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is first. So if you're wondering when it comes to your increase, your wages, the, the, what God blesses you with, and you're wondering what is the tithe, what is the holy portion to God, it's the first of whatever it is. It's the first part. And then in verse 12, it says, and this is the direction, it says, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All of the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Because God is first. So when you tithe, you bring the tithe. You don't give it. You don't pay it. You bring it. It's brought. You know, in our church, we don't take, um, sorry, we don't take an offering in our church. We receive an offering. We receive what is brought. And so we'll never take anything from anyone. I'm not taking anything. But what you bring, we as the house of God receive it because we bring it to God's house. You notice the language, it says bring, even in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring. Doesn't say pay, doesn't say give. It says bring. This revelation changed my walk with the Lord about five years into my journey of faith. I was, I, was, I was believing that God was going to use me as a businessman and I wanted to be a giver and I wanted to bless the church and I wanted to build the church. I wanted to be a kingdom builder and all this sort of stuff. But I didn't understand what tithing was. I didn't have this revelation, but I had leaders and people and messages in my life that helped me get it. But once I understood that God had actually provided all of it for me, because I used to think, well, this is my job, isn't it? I used to think, well, God, I'm the one who went out and got this job and worked for these two weeks and went out and got myself this paycheck. And then I got a revelation from Exodus 13 and Malachi 3, and the Holy Spirit gently showed me, I gave you that. That job you have, that opportunity you've been given, that business that is, you might be in here, and you know, you, you might be in here today, and you might be the recipient of generations of blessing when it comes to business or work or whatever. Do you know God still gave that to you? Because through all those generations, He's working and working and working and putting a picture together, and all of a sudden, your life comes into the picture. And this is what we can understand today that everything that we have, God has given us to. Uh, given it to us, so we honor him with the first of it. My perspective changed, and I never looked at my income, my increase, my wages ever the same again. And I knew that it was, it was a revelation God had given me that I could honor him with the first. So this is what I did. This was back, and I feel like I'm getting so old where I start saying this was back when, you know. But you, could, you didn't have uh, church apps where you could, it wasn't that easy. So what I used to do was I used to take the tithing envelope on Sundays and I used to put it in my Bible and it would sit in my Bible. And I remember Tuesday morning was when the money would get into my account from my, my little college job that I had. And that was a sacred day in my life. I'll tell you right now, Tuesday morning, I knew that was, that was a good, God, that's a good day. Tuesday morning, first thing in the morning, that's a good day. But I wanted to honor God with what was first. And I would take that envelope and I'd go, I'd go to the cash machine on my way to work 
And I would get out the tithe and I would stuff it in that envelope and I would pray over it and it would sit in my Bible all week until I got to church on Sunday. And then in church, I would give it. But this is why I did that. Because I wanted the first to go to God. This is the revelation that God gave me. Maybe the revelation for you today is the first portion is the holy portion. I didn't want that to go to the energy bill company. I didn't want that to go to the mortgage or the rent or to anything else. I didn't want the holy portion, whatever is first, to go there. I wanted it to go to God because that's what God says we can do. My perspective had shifted. Everything had changed. And my life has never been the same. And I've never had, it's not like I've never had money worries, but I've always felt secure. Whenever I put God first in this area. Is this making sense this morning? This is a principle we can live our whole lives by, the God priority principle, especially when it comes to our finances. So number one, tithing is bringing. Number two, tithing is trusting. So then why is it important to bring the first part? Like I talked about, I would go to the cash machine, with my little envelope in my, in my 20s. Why, would I do, why, why does it have to be the first? Well, you've got to understand that in a biblical context, we're talking about often agriculture, farming, animals being born, animals represented increase, animals represented wages and blessing. And God says to Moses as he institutes this, whatever is firstborn, whatever comes first. See, it takes faith. When you give to God the first, you're you're saying, I have faith for what comes after this. I have faith. I'm trusting you that as I honor you on the front end, you're going to take care of all the rest. And I don't know about you, but that takes faith for me to say, I know I got to get to these bills. I know I got to get to this stuff. I know the kids need this. I know we got this going on, but God, I know that you're going to work it all out if I just do this. This is my part. This is the part that I play. I'm choosing to trust you. See, tithing, it's not about money. It's about faith. It's about trust. It's about a heart that says, God, you're going to take care of it all. If I do this bit, if I bring the first to you, if I honor you with it, I'm saying to you, God, I honor you. I trust you on the front end. Even when I don't know how this is all going to work out, I choose to trust you. I choose to put my faith in you and trust you at your word, Lord. Because you know what? Embedded in this principle, in this promise, this principle of tithing is trusting is actually so much more than just giving to God. So much more than that. Because tithing is trusting. Tithing is about a heart posture of faith. You know one of the quickest way to smooth out some kinks in your heart, start tithing. And maybe you've been here today, you've never done this, but I just want to encourage you that things change in your heart. Because my money is connected to my heart. And I want to say something strong here, so please remember I'm your pastor. So what I'm about to say is going to sound a bit pastoral. If you want to show me your priorities, show me where your money goes. I'm not asking you to show me. (laughs) 
But if your priority is God, you can see it in where he fits in your priority list. If you love God and you put him first in every area, but you aren't in this area, then can I encourage you, there might be a heart issue that needs some attention. Maybe some hurt, maybe some offense, maybe it's just a level of trust and faith you haven't got to yet. But can I just encourage you, you will never come second best. You will never come worse off when you put God first. And embedded in this principle in Malachi 3, God says himself, it's the only place in scripture where God says, put me to the test. Test me in this and see that I won't. (laughs) The God of the ages says to you, says to me, little old me, test me out. And I believe it's because God is wanting to do something in our hearts. He's wanting to show how faithful He can be. He's wanting to show the way that He shows up for His kids. Tithing is trusting that God will come through on His promises, that He's going to bless. He's going to come through over and over. But not just that, but He's also going to take care of you. What does it say? It doesn't just say, I'm going to bless you. It also says, I'm going to protect you. Verse 10, bring the full tithe in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you, I want you to notice how often it says for you. The windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine. In the field that shall not, and your field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. This is what God says. He says, I'm going to bless you, but I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to put up a hedge of protection around your business. I'm going to put up a hedge of protection so the enemy can't come and steal from you. I'm going to take care of your family, your world. If you honor me, you put me first. I'm not just going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you as well. And I'll tell you right now, I used to come from the financial world. I've met some good analysts. I've met some good economists. I've met some people that are really good at forecasting. But this is the greatest economic principle of security that exists on the earth today. God says, I'll bless you and I'll also take care of you. I'll make sure. And we don't tithe just so we get. We tithe because it's our heart towards God. But God says, if you test me in this, if you put me to the test, if you honor me in this way, I'm going to take care of things. Things are going to start happening, is what God is saying. And I've got story after story after story I could tell you. This is the greatest mechanism for God's love and blessing outworked in my life, into my hands that exist today. There is no greater person on earth who can bless you than God. So why do we struggle with this so much? Why is this such a struggle? Because it's a heart thing. Anything that is difficult usually represents a heart issue. That there is just somewhere in my heart I haven't got there yet. And if you haven't got there yet, it's okay. 
This is certainly not a message of condemnation or a message of you have to do anything. You don't have to do anything in our church. We are a free will church, 100%. No one has to give anything in our church. And I want you to know that there's no requirement ever. But you may trust God. And we will encourage you to do so because tithing is about faith. Tithing is about trusting because this is a heart issue. So number one, tithing. It's really bringing. Number two, tithing is really trusting. Having a faith, having a trust in God that he's going to take care on the front end. He's going to bless me all the way through. He's going to take care of me and my family and all the things that I've got going on. And, And then finally, tithing is godly. I want you to think about something. Maybe you've been in church one time and you've heard a a preacher get up and say, you'll never be more like God than when you give. And then maybe that person used John 3.16, which is a great verse and thinks very, very good. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I want you to consider something. If tithing is bringing the best, if tithing is bringing what's first and is trusting in God's plan to take care of us, isn't Jesus given to us, God giving the best of what God had to us? Isn't Jesus coming to earth and leaving heaven The very best of what heaven had to give was given to us. So I want to draw a line to this place and say tithing is godly. Because what are we doing? We're following in the example of God. To say with my finite existence and my little world, the stuff that I've got going on, God, I just choose to do what you've done. To follow in your place and example. Jesus given to us and is another example of God giving to us the best, the most holy, the greatest thing. But I wanted to finish with this. Scripture says there's a reason we tithe. Exodus 13 and verse 14, it says, And when in time, in the fullness of time, in the goodness of time, in God's perfect timing, Your son asks you, what does this mean? He's talking about why do you go out into the field and sacrifice the first animal? Why do you tithe? Why do you go out and give God, sacrifice something that seems of such high value to God? Why do you do it? What does this mean? And you shall say to him, by a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. From the house of slavery, for when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborns of my sons I redeem. And I haven't got to that place yet where my kids have walked up to me when I honor God in the area of my finances. This is what I will say. Dad, why do you tithe? 
Why do you do this? Why do you honor God? Why are you giving this, which is ours, to God? This is what I'm going to say. Exactly what it says here. By a strong hand, what did God do for me, son? He took me from a place of not knowing God, where I was a slave to sin. I was in bondage to sin. I did not know Him. I was with no hope. And God saved me. So therefore, I gladly put God first. Therefore, I absolutely love to honor God in the area of my finances and my world. God, I, this is what I live to do now because God has just done so much for me. That's why we do it. It's not because we're trying to get. It's because of the grace we've received. That's why this matters. It all comes back to grace. Would you stand with me? This is what I like to do. I want to finish this message by praying for people. I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit like we do every week. What are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? How does this matter to me? Maybe you're in here today and you've never taken the step of faith. Point two is your point because it's like, man, I, I, I need to trust God. I need to choose today to trust Him. And so that's where your heart is at. Your heart is like, hey, I, I, I'm, I've come to a place where this is my moment to step forward and say, God, I'm going to trust you. That's where you're at. And I want to pray for you that as you take that step, you feel that encouragement and that confidence and that God does what He says He will do in your life, which is show up and bless and protect and take care of and make Himself known in a greater way to you. Or maybe you're in here today and, man, this is just, this is a revision lesson. You've been tithing for a long time. I want to pray that God shows you something new that there's a new aspect to all of this, putting God first. It might be sacrificial giving. It might be just stepping out in faith all over again. Or maybe for you, it's actually helping someone else understand this. Maybe having a conversation with your kids. Maybe you're in here today and you've been tithing a long time, but you've never actually sat with the next generation and said, this is why we do this. I think it'd be pretty powerful if you could help transmit this message, this revelation that you've received onto someone else. So with every head bowed, eyes closed. If that's you today, you're taking a step of faith or you want to step out in faith in some way, I just want you to lift up your hand. This is, this is hitting you. This is like, yeah, this is for me. I need this. This is, this is where I'm at. Awesome. Holy Spirit, you see the hands that are raised and you know our hearts. So as we open up our hearts to you, God, we choose to trust you today, to put you first. And God, if this is in the area of finances, God, I just thank you that we can trust you, that we can choose today to put you first, to honor you, to say that you are first, you come first. So God, as we do that, as we set aside, as we set apart, as we consecrate to you that which is first, God, we thank you today that you're a God of your word, that you never come back on your promises, that you always come through. So God, we thank you that you're gonna make yourself known to people today. And Father, for those of us that are teaching the next generation, that are stepping out in faith, God, I just pray that this would be a significant day, Lord. Give us confidence. Lord, give us boldness. Help us to have the, the grace we need as we put you first in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.